Welcome back to another episode of That's Business. Today's guest, J.B. Banks, is an experienced and innovative business professional who provides a range of services from personal assisting to event planning, brand development, and marketing assistance. With over a decade of experience, J.B. has worked with small businesses and multi-billion dollar corporations using his ability to connect with people and anticipate their needs to provide outstanding customer service. He holds a Bachelor of Science in Communications and is dedicated to achieving his clients' goals. JB, this has been in the making for months, so I am so stoked to finally have you on. But how's it going today? Finally. We're right here in 2024, the beginning of it. Like, so... We I'm, made I'm it. Happy. I'm happy. It's so good to see you. I think it's coming up. I've known you for two years now, which is crazy to think about. That's bananas. Like, and you know, you're still getting younger and I'm still looking older. Like, so. Bullshit. Yeah, right. Like, you know. <laughs> but I'm excited to be here um, with you and, you know, your audience. And so let's get into it. Let's get into it. Great. So. As you know, before we dive into how you help your clients and all the badassery you're doing now, what did you want to be when you grew up and what was your childhood like, if you feel comfortable sharing? Yeah, so I actually had a pretty good childhood. Like, I wasn't in any type of mess. Like, I've always been the type of individual, like, you tell me there's a wall right there, I'm not about to go see if there is a wall right there. No, thank you. I don't need to test it out. You told no, me I'm I don't know what you got to say in the essay. So when I was younger, there was a host of things that I wanted to do. But one that in particular that always came to mind was essentially kind of like what you're doing and a lot of other people in the world being like, I wanted to be a rare house or TV host, actually. I'm very inquisitive. Yes. Like, I love asking questions, not necessarily to get in people's business, but to understand, like, where someone is and how can I connect with where I am, like, based off of whatever association uh, that we're in. And so, yeah, I wanted to be looking good on the red carpet, you know, asking questions, uh, creating some engagement. Um, so, I mean, I guess I do that a lot right now because I do connect with a lot of different people. But yeah, that's what I, I wanted to do. I was never like, oh, well, you know, I want to be a doctor or like, no, because if I mess up and cut the wrong thing, like, <laughs> I don't want that on my structures. Like, no, uh, didn't blood stuff, no. and want to be an instructor because, no. I wouldn't have any other idea, but just to be like a business owner, and also to do like red carpet hosting um, and then eventually like TV hosting. So I was going to be, you know, your Dr. Phil or mixed with a little bit of your Oprah, mixed a little bit with your Jerry Springer type of thing. <laughs> I could so see you having your own show and just like hosting something. Now, you got your degree, you go into communications. What kind of happened after that? Or did you work the corporate life at all? Or have you always done your own thing? So, yes, yeah, so I definitely started out within like corporate America. Here's actually what a lot of people don't know, like, because when they meet me or even maybe just like here, they probably perceive that like I'm the type of person that likes to be in the limelight. That is absolutely not true. Like, I'm more comfortable now. But when I first started my business, even considering thinking about starting a business and being an entrepreneur, I'm like, no, I really just get everything done, but I'll stay in the back. Like, I'll be behind the stage. I'll be on stage, but behind the curtain, you know, type of deal. So 
of course, obviously, when I came out as an entrepreneur, like I had to be in the front because it was me that I would get people. But when I went to college, so I started out actually at the University of Toledo, and then I ended at Eastern Michigan. Before that, I was going to community college and high school at the same time. So I graduated oh, wow. three days before high school from a community college with an associate's degree. Then I went to uh, University of Toledo. It was a great campus, you know, but it just produced some procrastination because I had a very busy lifestyle. I, I was involved in a lot of different like organizations here. I stayed busy. And so I went there, was just, I wasn't doing well. And so I was coming back, going to Eastern. I was going to go to Michigan, uh, but they wanted to take some of my credits and I was not about to have that. No. Yeah, no, I worked too hard. Like, I missed out on, like, parties, events, like, Mm-mm. sport hours, things like that. So after that, I went to corporate America. I was in the insurance industry, actually. I didn't know that. Yeah. I could not see you doing that. I know. Like, what is this boy doing? Like, <laughs> so every one of the also reasons why I just did not like corporate America. And it's a good thing, but it's a bad thing. But every time I went on interviews to try to go into like a, you know, sophisticated position, like maybe project manager or business development or something like that, they're like, well, based off this interview, like you're have great interpersonal skills, you know, we want you at sales. And I'm like, no, I don't want to sell no one anything. Like <laughs> behind the scenes, not in front. Right. Yeah, I want to come here do my work, not worry about like anything and then just go on. But every position that I was in, they wanted me to be in sales. So I sold property casualty insurance within 10 or 11 different states based out of here and Michigan camp. So I had to get licensed in all those states. Then after that, um, I went to this tech company, which ended like prematurely because they were just trying to see if the position will work for the company. And so it didn't. And at that point, I was just like, I know that I want to own my business. Like, what do I do? What do I do? So I have a great friend still to this day. We sat down and we were just like, let's push out like a business. Like, you're a great assistant. Like, you know, you support everyone that you encounter professionally or personally. So what about an assistant like business? And I'm like, hmm, okay. But then, you know, as we were trying to like bring up, it was like, whoa, wait a minute. Like I have a variety of skills. Like how do I categorize everything? So it took some time and then it got to a point, okay, well, it's for the branding aspect. Okay, well, it's only me. So I guess I have to convey myself and put myself out there as I'm the brand, I'm the service provider. You're getting me so on and so forth. So that is how I start to become into myself and into the actual brand, into the line, if you will. But yeah, started out in corporate America. I had some jobs and some internships. Actually, before I worked in property and casualty insurance, I had an internship at this wholesale insurance company um, in Fire and Ten, and they did on specialty lines. So like high net worth, like uh, things, assets such oh, as wow. like yachts or mansions and things. Oh. Like so yeah, and... I was just like, mm, okay, it was cool, but no, this is not going to work out for me. Then I had another odd job. It was actually with my sister when I first came back from University of Toledo, and it was this book company. She was like, okay, well, maybe you can work here. The people are really cool. 
And then I get there and it was like a warehouse job. Like, uh, no, <laughs> not my ministry, not where my will is. I'm not about to be up here, like tired and then kind of work to get even more tired physically. So it was strange because I didn't know that their, one of their accounting people were leaving, um, like the next week. And so, um, I explained to them, I walked there literally and five seconds later, like literally I was like, yeah, yeah this is really just not for me. <laughs> not, so, my, not the vibe. Sorry. I'm sorry. I wasted your time. I, you know, and I really was actually thinking, I'm sorry. I wasted my time dropping up here. Like I'm still in college. <laughs> I don't have no gas money to be wasting. Like, you know, no. who does? And so I was like, I'm really more of like an administration type of person, you know, organized. And this is not what I set out for. So thank you so much. From that point, the person that was leading her assistant needed some help that day. And so then it just kind of went from there. I actually ended up becoming her boss, which she hated. What? So <laughs> she was the key and kind of person, like number two. Like she's like a specialist. And I guess based off of like me and men already um, in college and already having a degree and then also having just like some type of experience volunteering, they just like, and you're just on it. So we want to put you in that position. We need someone immediately. So that was the time. That was my first time I actually ever technically managed someone. So I had to do their timestamp, approve their payroll. And what my position was, was like in their accounting. So I had to go to their like five different locations. And it was a full circle moment because I told you that I graduated from WC3 before high school. So this book company actually was the only book company WC3 hired as their book provider. Mm -hmm. And so it was full circle because I went there. Now I'm literally giving you guys books, like doing their buybacks, all of that. So I've been a lot up until this point. Something you brought up, especially that's interesting, is because you've had a personality, you should be in sales. And I feel like a lot of people took that early in their careers, and especially for what I do. But people don't realize like you have to have interpersonal skills to be a project manager. And that makes you great of having your own business helping and you have to have great communication, whether you're coordinating for a red carpet event or this event, like you have to be such a good communicator. Yeah. And that's why I hate and try not to get on a tangent about just because you have a good personality, you should be in sales because you shouldn't. Yeah. And that's like the whole difference there. Because I did totally judge and think you were in sales or like some type of like consulting role like that when I met you. Because you were cracking me up. Like JB's one of those that you like will make friends with the wall. Like your girl's social here and you make me look quiet. So that's why I love you. That's crazy. You thought I was in sales? Like I never knew that. No. It was just like some type of either like I definitely got that you owned your own business, but something that I thought you would do like out there selling yourself, your services. And you have to do that as an entrepreneur. But I was very shocked that you were more of a behind the scenes coordinator, but it makes sense because you have to be great. You have to be organized. You have to be a good communicator. Like you have to have all those skill sets and you're selling your client. So it's a selling job, just a different product. Yeah, it's definitely that. And um, our biggest pillar for my business with your JB is that like I become another you. 
So like once we're onboarded, it's really like I'm becoming Angela, although you see JB. I believe in you never wasting time twice again. And so at the end of the day, if you brought me and you trusted me to be in this position to, you know, represent you, like I need to do my absolute best to embody how you would show up. Like I'm just secondary. Right. No sales here um, because I really don't want to be so with anything. I want you to introduce me to you and then let me figure it out. Right. Because you offer such a variety of services. Yeah. I want you to talk about, do you have a favorite client you've worked with or success story you've had? Or I guess, and you can answer any plethora of my 20 questions, but what makes you unique or how do you really help either small business owners, individuals? Like, why are you different than the next person or your competition? Yeah. So I actually do not have a favorite client. Okay. Or brand that I've worked with because everyone has been uh, unique and it's allowed me to grow as a professional and just personally. So I would actually have to say, I feel like I sound like a parent. Every one of my clients. <laughs> I like all of them. <laughs> are my favorite. Like no one is, you know, higher or lower. I will say what comes down to my experiences and the spaces that I've worked in, um, notable experiences. Like I've worked with influencers. I've worked with celebrities doing conferences and concerts. Um, I will say, though, that doing a few Super Bowl events, like I absolutely enjoy. I was brought out and I was able to bring in some of like my personal like relationships into that experience. So for instance, when I worked my first Super Bowl event a few years ago, there was an artist there and I didn't realize that they were going to be there. But typically when I'm in those spaces, I am really within the production team, but like I'm always put with like talent management and hospitality because, you know, I'm not really starstruck and I keep everything alive. Like, okay, well, Hey, we got to do this. We got to do that. You know, but I offer, again, a very interpersonal experience and a personal one, too, I should say, because I want everyone to be, you know, warm and, and calm because people on that level, on the commercial level, like they deal with so many people. They just want someone human, right? Yeah. So I bring that. And um, long story short, I was with this artist and I knew that my best friend loved this artist. And so I was just like, is it unprofessional for me to <laughs> ask, you know, for an autograph? First of all, I'm not an autograph person. Like, I'm not about to get your autograph because I'm out of, right. I'm just not like that. So then I was just like, can you take a video or something, you know, because we were talking as we were walking, you know, and he's like, you know, no, no, no video, just FaceTime. And I was just like, well, I don't know. Like, people don't be asking their FaceTime like that. So he ended up answering, my best friend ended up answering the FaceTime. He was like, Whoa. Like, <laughs> so that experience was great because I felt like I was able to give back to other personal relationships that I have working where I was. Like, it was great for me to be doing a Super Bowl event for building my portfolio, but I brought someone along with me. So that was pretty cool. That's one of my most memorable items. But then, of course, like, I, you know, worked with other, you know, notable uh, organizations like the United States Black Chamber of Commerce. Like, they call me out of D.C. And sometimes I forget a lot of what I've done. Like, I've done a lot, but... Yeah, 
you've done a thing or two, right? No big deal. And how have these opportunities presented themselves? I mean, you are someone like we talked about, you are very social. Like, this is why I feel like you and I clicked like so much when we first met, but how have these opportunities, like, you know, the freaking Super Bowl or all these, like just getting casually flown out to DC, it's fine. But what would you say has like amounted to the success of you just getting these awesome opportunities? Um, I would definitely say like staying humble and just staying true to yourself. Like I operate with integrity and that's one of the things that I bring to my business and I offer like anyone, like whether it's a small brand or individual wanting to become a brand or if it is, uh, you know, um, a slivery that's having a conference or a concert, like it's, you know, operating with full integrity and being humble um, and staying like inquisitive and curious to learn and not putting yourself on like a pedal stool ever. And so I think that humbleness allows me to continue to like, like climb. And I do feel like I am not greater than anyone that I surround myself with. So even if you are, you know, at your best in life, I feel like the energy that I'm bringing you, now that you're around me, you're pretty great. You're a big deal. And so I'm going to treat you like a big deal. And if I feel like I treat you like a big deal, then that keeps me grounded. That keeps me on an up and up to continue to scale professionally, personally, you know, things like that. So uh, the opportunities that I've had in the past really don't come by the branding that I put out, like, for instance, like with my website or even from social. I am take a little social media break outside of Fleet Dance, though, but I will be back. So, you know, y'all watch out. Um, okay. But it's really word of mouth and spaces that I've shown up to, um, whether I was starting out and I did some work pro bono, like there was this conference in Atlanta. Uh, I was like, oh, I just want to be a part because I knew who was on the roster. And I was just like, OK, well, let me offer my services. Then that job turned into, you know, a pay gig. And then me following up like, hey, I met you here. Follow up is very, very important. You know. I know you know oh, yeah. the most executing like point that you just don't want to miss. It's a target you don't want to miss um, in the professional world. Yeah. yeah. And then from there, like, oh, well, I seen you at this event or I heard about you from this event or like Angela, for instance, urge you. So a lot of my clientele and a lot of the opportunities is just word of mouth. Well, in the follow up. It's so important too for what you do is like, oh, someone needs help with this event or someone needs this. Like JB, got you. Like yeah. referrals are so key for that in any business without having to be the slimy sales and the okay. push the social media because it's such a full-time job as we know. But that's what I like about you. And I really connected with you. I feel like I'm, I don't know. I'm like, you're so confident. You're just out of the box when it comes down to building relationships with people. And you talk about me, but like I see you in action. There are a, a few things that I'm debating in my mind when it comes down to, you know, building rapport. And also I'm like, okay, like, at least let me introduce myself and, you know, so on and so forth. But you, you like, no, we ain't got no time to waste. <laughs> Can I get your number real quick? And then, you know, this is what I do. And I'm like, yeah, this girl's a beast. Like, Thank you. You know what? At the end of the day, you know, God made everyone unique and that's her skill set. And I don't know if I'm being as confident as that, but. My therapist will be so thrilled to hear this. So I will tell him this later. So thank you. 
And I think where that comes from, because there are plenty of days where I'm like, am I supposed to be doing this? You know, like any entrepreneur has with imposter syndrome. But I think for me, it was like the worst thing happened of I got fired from my job or I had bad relationships. And then I've mentioned Bamboo 5,000 times on this podcast, but being in a community that like actually represents inclusivity and just like different people from all walks of life, because I don't want to be surrounded by people that do the same thing I do all the time. And I think just having so many conversations with people is like, we all have the same vibe and the same concerns and the same worries. And it's like, okay, I'm just going to break that barrier. And like, let's get over the awkwardness. Like, you know, networking is so weird. And like, how do you weasel yourself in a conversation or do that? But having awesome people like Amanda Sweet, who introduced us, just like having that connection piece or just like, hey, you two are the same vibe. It doesn't always work. I mean, there's been a few times where people are like, um, can I listen to your podcast first? And that's fine if you want to listen to it, but just like felt put off by me. And I'm like, all right, you're not the vibe. I'm not going to get upset about it. I'm just going to put the love into relationships like ours or other people that like are truly what we represent. And let's have a good conversation. I'm big on you talk about connecting with the people and absolutely in my experience here has been second to now. I'm actually connecting with different individuals and like it's its own like family culture, you know, yes. that, you know, you just don't realize that you're walking into. But I'll be real with you. What things about me, I am huge on security. And this may come from like my upbringing and, you know, kind of being a little bit within the entertainment industry space and like to now. I'm big about security. So I know that this is a co-working space and like you may see someone here today and not tomorrow or whatever. And so for me, I'm like, okay, who are you? How many times I've seen you, you know, because I'm about to be sitting up here and then the killer is walking past me. I don't know. Let me figure out. So, you know, there's some some really underground like, you know, just when it comes down to, you know, looking at people like, okay, now like, let me watch out. About to sound old, but <laughs> this generation, man, they don't be paying attention to nothing. I agree. I was in like a shopping center and two people walked out without looking. And thankfully I was looking just like on their phones, busy parking lot. I'm like, if I was looking to the right, you would have gotten hit by my car. Like, hello. And it was not even a younger generation. I think it's a phone people. Like, we sound like we're old people now complaining. Those damn kids. I am a little bit old, but you know. I know how old you are. And if you tell people on this podcast, they're going to come at me and be like, JB needs to grow up because I could be his parent. So you can't say how old you are. Actually, people always consider me to be a little bit over a decade younger than I am. Mm Mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. And when I say decade, I mean in my 20s. You're barely in your 30s. Come on. Aren't you 32? I'm in my 30s. You know, yeah. no, let's let's let the messages come in. <laughs> We're see live. <laughs> we'll do that again. We'll go live on Instagram or something. Live with Jaden and Angela. Amazing. But we have to have something to drink there. Oh, of course. Yes. That's what I said. Have you ever watched Drunk History? That no. show? okay it's celebrities getting drunk and just like retelling history while they're wasted and it's the most hilarious show ever oh my gosh it's so funny it's like the cal the kroger brothers just like fought and this was like screw you and that was like screw you and they interacted and it's so funny like some of the big things in history i said we should do like a drunk podcast like 
you have to drink every time we come on and we pick a topic and it's live. And I think it'd be so much fun. I wouldn't necessarily mind that being a live situation. Yes, a live situation. Yes. You know, we have our mics or whatever, but then we'll have our drinks, three or four people. And then we're just going for it, you know, because there's so many different things that we all experience. And I mean, I know that you can't tell your story all in one time, you know, just like, you know, I can't. It would be fun. I'm all for it. Amazing. You heard it here first. Thank you with JB. Now, where's your business going this year? Or what what are some big plans you have? I'm very excited about um, a few things. But in particular, I am actually better producing Mission Fashion Week this year, coming up in June. Congrats. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell the people, you know, just a little bit outside of what you heard. So my um, assistant service company offered three categories of like service. And so whether it's personal, business, or events. And on the event side, I'm an experiential producer, like all about experiences from top to bottom. And so that has led me to, you know, do a host of events, both small and large, even medium size. And uh, one of the clients this year, inside of all again, is Michigan Fashion Week. I'm actually producing this show. It's going to be amazing. The week, this week, I'm over there at Sponsorships and Partnerships. So if anyone you know, wants to, you know, join or a partner, let me know. Um, we'll get the information over to you. So that has been taking a lot, actually, um, of my time because, again, like I have to be in every single area. And with me, I'm not about to miss. No. That's not what to do. Mm-mm. I know what's going on, when it's going on, where it's going on, how it's going on. And everybody better be alive. <laughs> so that planning process and, you know, team building, you know, so on and so forth is taking a lot of time, but I'm going to tell you, it's going to be an event of the year. <laughs> Another big thing for me is I'm actually shortly going to be launching an apparel line. <gasps> you wasn't ready at all. Oh my God. I'm so excited. JB is one always smells good, always looks good. Like, I swear to God, all the time. And then he's like, oh, don't look at me. I don't look great today. I'm like, you look better than I do on my best day. So. No, for real, I, I really do think that people be tripping. Like, I know I look a mess today. No, you don't. You are you just have body dysmorphia or something. So, oh, my gosh. So tell us more about this because you have the flyest clothes, I swear. So it's going to start out with a T-shirt. OK, and then it's going to build from there. However, it's going to be a lifestyle brand. Just different phrases for... Um, one, being their, you know, most full selves, you know, walking to their best self-actualization space. And it's going to be for anybody, everybody, all by. <sighs> There's going to be just different shirts. This ain't something that you might not actually want to say out of your mouth, but you're going to wear it. Ooh, that's, well, I say so, both out of my mouth and I wear it. So I'm excited. Well, you, definitely, <laughs> you definitely look, and let's go back to that confidence. Some people like so scared. You know, if you want to just tell people do not disturb me, then, you know. <laughs> There's a shirt I got from a partner that uh, it, it's an organization called Women Veterans Strong. They help women veterans are awesome. And they it says, don't call me honey. Uh-oh. And then people are like, oh, my God, does your shirt really say that? And it's my favorite shirt to wear. It's bright yellow. And I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. Like, I'm literally telling you, like, it's so amazing. And again, just a lifestyle brand is going to inspire. Hopefully, it's inspire wants to be their best selves. When it does launch, I definitely want I would come back or be on the drunk podcast and I'll yes. give you all the details. But I've been working on that um, for 
over a year now. And I got that um, just from a dream, actually. <gasps> so, yeah, literally, I couldn't what? sleep one night. Yeah, um, my ex dad took me to York just for, I think it was like a birthday or Christmas gift. And I took his sleep and then I got up, we discussed it. And it was like, oh no, you have to do this. You have to use that. I've been building out the actual culture behind it. It's going to be a whole movement. Oh, and so we're working on that. Richard Fashion Week, um, I have like some virtual clients. Look, if you need a JV, let me know. I'm amazing. And, you are. You know, if you live in Africa or California, Michigan or Texas or New York, we have phones, we have email, like, let me know. Uh, 2024 for me is going to be all about intentionality. I do believe that success is intentional. And so if you want to be successful on any level, personally or professionally, you got to do something. You got to make some moves. And so I know that in life, you have to have faith in different areas. You, you know, just kind of have to trust the process. However, again, you know, you also have to do some work. And so a part of my work for 2024 is being intentional on the success of it. I'm not going to allow 2024 to be like how 2023 was. Distraction or delayed or anything like that. I think 2024 is the year for everyone to be intentional on their success. And I, that's what I like people to understand and know from my heart to yours. Listen, I get it. I mean, we, we you love all your clients. You love all your services. <laughs> I love career coaching. Like, I honestly don't love writing resumes sometimes. And that's surprising that it's called the resume rescue. But what's kind of your ideal clients you're looking for? Or what are you taking on new clients for this year? So really on a project management level or specialized projects that they have, you know, a time frame that they want to execute like a three, six or 12 month type of area that they know that they need some support in. Um, someone's trying to build a brand. Uh, really, my target audience is, is like, you know, that small to mid-level entrepreneur or business owner that may need some day-to-day support or, you know, for an event. Like if they need help with coordinating or if they need help with actually producing the event um, or just planning the event. So those are the types of immediate clients keep that serious because I just got to a point in my career where it's like, I'm definitely accepting of everyone, but like, let's just be serious. Let's not waste each other's time because when you get me, I'm not about to waste your time. Again, getting me is for you not to waste time twice again. So let's figure it out. You know, I do have a lot of times where clients will come to me and they're like, I really don't know what I need support in and we'll figure it out. I'm not above that where you are, you know, just coming to me and saying like, I know I need help. I just don't really know. So we'll flush out and really explore those areas to what makes sense to you. A lot of people have reservation when it comes down to support for a number of reasons. One could be including time. Another could be financial, you know, so on and so forth. But I'm the type of individual that like I was raised as like, okay, well, be a help to people. And so if you come to me, let's explore what you need. You know, we can tailor everything to you and then we'll just go from there. But know that we're going to execute. I'm going to execute. I'm going to be there every step of the way. You might be annoyed at me because I'm going to be following up with you. Like, uh, yeah, did you just do this? Like, I just do that in general. 
real quickly, my friend uh, from college is getting married and I'm going to be a bridesman. Bridesman, yes. And I was joking with them. I was like, you know what? We should probably do like a half suit, half dress and really show up on it. <laughs> No, my my friend Nick, that like I talked about of this like drunk podcast idea and the idea for this podcast, he's been a bridesman three times, I think. He wears the same color as the dresses, but he looks so fly with all the suits too. So it's uh but he said the same thing. Yeah. He's he's like, Oh my gosh, it was the best. It was so fun. So I was honored. Like, you know, yeah. I'm gonna do it. So um yeah, I think I'll definitely match the colors of the bridesmaids. You know, I definitely want to be a little bit different than the yes. rooms man. But I brought that up to say I'm low-key secretly helping my friend, like fiance, on the green side. I love that. I literally texted him this morning, like, yo, did the bow ties come in? Did you know the like you know it's on the so forth? Like, my point is is that personally or professionally, like I'm going to be hitting you up to make sure things are actually done. Amazing. You're just so fascinating. But as we wrap this up, what advice do you have for listeners? So I shared this one time before, and I know that what I'm going to say, I kind of felt like it was maybe minimum, but after some people heard it, it was like, that's just so amazing. And so in addition to being intentional about being successful in 2024, there's going to be distractions. You know, there's going to be some disruptions, but just don't allow your disruptions to be a distraction. Because those distractions actually can be an opportunity for success. And so at the end of the day, you may feel like you're delayed in something. You may feel like something is not really working out. You have to trust the process, keep your faith up, and just know that it's literally something that you might have to pay a little bit more attention to when that delay or that distraction or that disruption happens. Because there's an opportunity somewhere in that, if that makes sense. So... Be intentional about looking at your distractions in a different way this year. Ooh, put that on a shirt. <laughs> like, I wasn't planning any of this, but yes, definitely be intentional about that. Amazing. JB, I'm so happy. This is so much fun per usual as I knew it would be. But for those of you listening, you want to work with JB, have him help you out with whatever you need. He got you. Head to the show notes and tune in next week for another episode of That's Business. If you're looking for a career change and you're not sure where to start, The Resume Rescue can help. Sure, there's no such thing as the perfect fit for everyone, but here at The Resume Rescue, we're on a mission to find the perfect solution for you. Whether it's changing careers, updating a resume, learning LinkedIn, or practicing interviewing, we have you covered. Find us online at theresumerescue.com and find all of our contact info in our show notes.